0: Assalamu alaykum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to another edition of Radio Islam. We welcome. You. I'm your host, Tariq Alamine, And it is time for movie talk. Uh, before we get into it, give you a big Ramadan Mubarak. Uh, if you're new to the Radio Islam family, uh, to the listenership, you can catch us every day. We're on from 6 to 7 p.m. Central, coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. And uh, just to give you a reminder, you can keep up with us on social media. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll find us at Radio Islam USA. And that is the same username you'll use to catch up on those previous episodes that you have missed out on. Right? So you want to go to wherever you get your podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google, uh, Google Play, and you will find us at Radio Islam USA. Now, it is time, right? Because this is... That's specially reserved background music. When you hear that, you already know it's time for Movie Talk with me and my brother Bubba Murray. Uh, for those of you who may not know who Bubba is, we welcome you from underneath your rock. Welcome you to the, to the is this the 21st century? The 21st century. Um, I think so. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> yes. No, but in all seriousness, uh, Bubba Murray is a award-winning writer, director. Uh, he hails from Oak Park, Illinois, has a background, uh, which includes receiving the ABC Writing Fellowship, writing for Desperate Housewives, participating in the NBC Diversity Scene Showcase twice, and being accepted into the Fox Writing Initiative. Most, reason, recently, most recently, his short film, Robox won the Best Children's Film in the 2017 International Black Film Festival. Uh, Bubba serves here as the uh, both the lead content and social media director for Burma Task Force. So it's always a pleasure to be joined uh, by him. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's always a pleasure to, it. to be here. Let's let's get to it. Um, I'm we, ready. Yeah, so we, we've got a lot to cover in this very short uh, hour. Actually, we're already under an hour with all the intro yapping I did. Um, but we want to get into something that has been making the rounds. Uh in the media a lot of folks have weighed in on the seriousness of Roseanne Barr's uh recent tweet which resulted in her, in the cancellation of her show, which had um which was, you know, rebooted and the ratings for it were really doing really well. Uh for those who don't know the tweet. She tweeted uh what was the exact tweet? The tweet was something like it looks like the Islamic Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes. Had a, a had a baby uh, And uh, pushing the initials of uh, VJ
1: For Valerie Jarrett Yeah, for
0: Valerie Jarrett Former uh, advisor to President Obama um, Very accomplished uh, individual African American Yeah, African I mean, that's the most important yeah, part absolutely. of this. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why we're talking about it So She issued a, re- a retraction but After saying, you know, it's just a joke uh, But that did not go over well and ABC took
1: the stance that they were going
0: to end the show.
1: And not just that, even before ABC ended the show, mm-hmm. you had one writer tweet back and quit. Uh, Wanda Sykes, who is yeah. a renowned comedian, she quit the show. Mm-hmm. And then uh, other actors, <laughs> it was noted they were saying that they were writing their Termina- They were ready to quit or they were terminating or contacting their agents to see how to get out of the show as ABC was making that decision. So this wasn't just a decision that came down from uh, ABC development and shook the cast. The cast, a lot of the people on that cast were uh, forward-thinking and said, if she says something like this, I want no part of this project whatsoever, and we're ready to bolt. Right. Now what was
0: interesting in this also is that some of the responses from the cast, uh, most notably, was it uh, Sarah, Sarah, uh, Gilbert. Sarah Gilbert? Now, her statement was um, that one person or w- one part of the the cast does not speak for the entirety of the cast, the the, the, the actors, the writers, everybody that's, that's involved with it. And I thought it was funny. Well, at least the reply to it. She got a reply from Soledad O'Brien. And it said, uh, "I think it was something really short, like uh girl please uh something something to that uh something uh to that effect, do you think that people were able to and of course Roseanne, I'll say this, she has to bear the the weight of what happened to the show that that's all on her, but for people that are associated with it to think that they could move on without Without her looking like she didn't speak for the cast, I think that's a little that's a little naive.
1: I I disagree with that, and it's mm-hmm. only knowing Roseanne's past, yeah. uh, just the fact that her tweets, her behavior—it's she's unpredictable. Yeah. In in this world that we're living in, you've you've got we've we've got a president who is unhinged, and I say unhinged in the sense of he he claims to tell it like he sees it and is not going to mute himself and will not play into p- political correctness. Right. This type of mindset then bleeds down to his followers and someone like a Roseanne who's going to take that to the next degree. Mm-hmm. She's going to say what she wants. She's going to be uh, divisive. She's going to be... She's a shock. She's she going to press people's buttons. Right. So it's just that... You may hope to contain her, or hope that because she's got the show, that she will not uh, go over the edge or over the top. You can still push the limit, but maybe not go over it. But I, but uh, that's a risk they took. So this is something Roseanne would do, no matter who was in charge. So, I, but but I can't but- believe. But that's not really to the to the point so much about. Yes, we know
0: Roseanne has a track; she has a track record. Yes, right. She's okay. an envelope pusher, but in terms of being the spokesperson for the show, bears her name, and that that's not something that you can sit passively by and think that you can just think that because she said it and it wasn't you who said it that it does not reflect on you. And I think that is represented by those writers. Who were who were quitting? They were getting away because they said, but, "You're not going to make statements like that and have and and and, and we be associated with it."
1: Well, Sarah Gilbert was one of the cast members who left the show because of that.
0: W- well, see, you know what? Within that context, okay, so I'm going to walk back a little bit, right? Because I didn't. That's not a part that that, uh, that, that I gave uh, in, in what I'm saying. That you can't. You, it's naive to think that you can say, "Well, she doesn't speak for." Well, if you stay. Then yes, she speaks for she speaks for you. Uh but leaving, uh getting out out of Dodge, then absolutely your actions say your
1: actions say, say it all. Okay. And so the, I guess based on the Soledad O'Brien quote or tweet, I would just say it's unfair for her yeah. to put that on the other people. All I'm saying is Roseanne Barr is who she is. Right. She's someone who's gonna say what she wants to say, she's gonna offend people. She's been known to follow these kooky conspiracy theories but she's as polarizing as she is she's still an intriguing character that if I were at ABC yeah I think it's worth it to see if we can have this show because you've got an audience who feels like they're being ignored however Mm -hmm. that doesn't working class does not equal Trump working class does not equal that racism working class in a lot means that you know, you are struggling in the sense you are working. You you have a certain type of job. You're working with your hands. You're laboring. You
0: live in check to check for the most part, right? So, yeah.
1: those people can be tolerant. Mm-hmm. You can be working class and care about your environment, or care about your neighbors, or care about inclusivity. Inclusivity, mm-hmm. but with uh, that word, but it's just that uh, I think it's unfair to blindly equate any working class person with the most negative aspects of Trumpism. And I'm not saying they're positive aspects of Trumpism. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's unfair for someone like a Roseanne and Donald Trump to say, this is our story. It's not your story. It's, you guys are a part of their story. You've, they're they're different. Well, Roseanne's, First of all, Roseanne is a multi multi-millionaire
0: she she's an she's an actor a mm-hmm. comedian she is portraying the life that and she gets to do that uh, and 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 when the camera stops she gets to go back to all the amenities and luxuries that her millions afford her so she so so there there's there's an element of i don't want to say just just hypocrisy but there there is something
1: it's not genuine. Well, we can skip from her and go to the other part of that equation, Donald Trump. At what point did he ever have to work a lick in his life? I don't have Never. He's a billionaire. Yeah. was it he yeah, a five-time deferment? The, the,
0: five Mr. times. The,
1: he's, he's a patriot who's deferred five times. Yeah. Uh, he's essentially, essentially, in, asked with the... Uh, with the Central Park Five. Oh, yeah, put, a, put it, an ad in a, a full-page ad in a paper, basically asking for their death. Yeah, you know he's he is advertising to kill innocent black men.
0: Yeah, so and never issued an apology or no. retraction after it was determined that they were uh, innocent.
1: So, so just I've got to believe these insane narrow views again aren't guiding this whole group, this the working class. I can see how they have parts that they will that they identify with. But again, he's just a small part of their voice. And yes, and it, but unfortunately, he's also if you're a Green Acres fan, he's like a Mr. Haney who is a who's a sleazy salesman who knows how to what's the expression like uh he could sell an uh an air conditioner to an Eskimo or Yeah. And I mean that in no derogatory sense of the word. Yeah. <laughs> or but uh, it's there's total hypocrisy uh, in following their message. So there there I I believe there are other ways that then they could get the message across of the working class person and not have it be just about Trump. Well because because
0: race is such a excuse <clears> me <throat> it is such an unspoken but very visibly uh, present part of the message that Trump has uh, espoused uh, it's been very present in the way he responds to uh, it, it, his 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 national conversation around issues that are that are taking place uh just going back to when the um uh, antifa right going back to that and and looking at how his response were there are good people on both sides of of the issue. I mean and, and that that in itself, right, that type of response, um it, it just shows you that there is a, a willful uh dismissal of of of, of the of, of hatred that's being espoused by and this is largely a group of, of white men. Yes. Right? And and he but he, he won't touch that. Uh, he won't speak out uh, against or speak for, who was the fellow? African American fellow who saved a bunch of lives at a at a Waffle House. Right, right. He he's never mentioned it. Right, never mentioned it. Uh, the loss of life from in in Puerto Rico, uh, talking about over four thousand, close to five thousand people that have died as a result of that. If that would have been five thousand people or four thousand people that would have that would have died here in, in Houston. Or in any other major uh, American city in mainland, then there would have been a response and I know we we started with with uh, uh Roseanne Barr, but seeing as how they're both kind of cut from the same cloth and it's not just working class I mentioned all this to say this that it's not just working class it's also it's also about excluding it's about making working working class the conversation around. Around um, white folks in the Midwest, you know, or or, or, or the white farmers, and, and it is done without saying it. But that's that's who their conversation is. No, no, that that's who they, that's who they're talking to. So when Roseanne says a joke, quote unquote, a joke like that about uh, Valerie Jarrett being, uh, you know, looking like a monkey or, or whatever. It's to that segment of that base that that he that he champions, that he talks to, that he ignores when they step out of line. That's that's who he is uh, enabling and and, and telling to step up and and anything goes. But the thing is,
1: too, uh, and I agree with you on that. But to add on to it, because of their positions, one as president, one as a, uh, a a an outspoken celebrity, yeah. They're also laying their values onto this group. So it's not just making a tasteless joke where you, could, where you could have someone make a rude joke. Or An example would have been Charles Barkley way back in the day. Yeah. He made a commercial like, I'm not a role model. Right. And the point of that was to say, parents, raise your kids. Don't be like me. When you have a Roseanne or the president saying, these people are, are worthless, we are better. They are saying the exact exact opposite. They're saying, we are part of you. This is what your working class value should be. You're the heart of America, and the heart of America knows. Brown people don't mean anything. The heart of America knows that uh, we don't want any ferners. We don't want any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's they, – they are imposing this false moral uh, – Do you think they're imposing I, I, or reflecting? See, because – I think they're – I think they're imposing because I think I. I think they are reflecting just a portion of, all of working class people because they're making it sound like they're only working class people in Central Illinois, right. they're working class people in L.A., they're working class people in Des Moines, Iowa, in uh, Chicago, in Miami. I don't believe all of those working class people who are all different races and all different religions subscribe to that, but they're saying that. Only the only working class people that matter are white people who live in in on Main Street America, and and your towns probably are fifth uh, in maybe five percent, eight percent minority of that much. That's what they're trying to paint the picture. So I, that's why I feel they're imposing that.
0: But see, that's that's the. The, the the people that supported Trump, by and large, are are what it was. Those majority uh white people, right? But the, but right? Oh,
1: no, I believe yes. But they're making it seem as if those people are a majority of the country. You know, they we still get caught in the the election, but I, numbers. But yeah. there's a reason why numbers do matter hmm. because Donald Trump is always saying that he won. He did the smart way. We, he won the electoral college. He still lost a popular vote, and you lost a popular vote in an election where you had su- suppressed amount of voters. So this thirty percent that he has is inflated because you had a fewer group of voters. Mm. So, but okay. they're going to ride on it because that's what got you the win. Mm-hmm. And then as as long as you can be loud, you, you've got this you you've got this loud minority of opinion. This this racist opinion, these, these trumpet trumpeters or whatever you want to call them, but they don't make up the majority of the country. The country as a whole in that time was moving to a more progressive, accepting mindset, but people were so complacent because they were just sure certain things were going to happen. A lot of people didn't get out to vote either way. But
0: there's also a lot of anger as well mm-hmm. because we are still a country— who is healing from uh, from from great racial uh, divisions and oppressions and systemic uh, institutional inequalities and we're st- we still have not figured our way through all of those things so those things have not gone away with the election uh, with the presidency of, uh, of Barack Obama
1: No no I think it stoked it and then when you and rather than even the the Obama years being a learning, moment that was used as a launching or springboard for more racism, which bred uh, Donald Trump. And I guess and then, so which takes us back to a uh, Roseanne, which is right. why at that show was important at this time to be there. Again, I wasn't a big fan of it because I was aware of what Roseanne's uh, her views on things were before, but I still felt there should have been that outlet for it. And uh she dropped the ball on it tremendously. You know, again, she said some horrific things. Now, I guess the person who will be picking up this uh, conservative mantle will probably be Tim Allen when they're bringing back his show. Uh, Tim Allen? Tim Allen. I have not been following him. Oh, it's just that he's just, he is a... I used to s- like his show, uh,
0: The Two Time, whatever. Yeah, I
1: mean, he's... With Tim Allen, I, I don't... Necessarily, am aware of anything controversial, controversial that he said or demeaning towards other people. He's just a known conservative, Mm -hmm. so he's pro Trump. He was not a big fan of Obama, but he's part of that the Hollywood uh, conservative movement who says we aren't being represented. So Fox went ahead and picked up his show that was canceled from ABC, um, Last Man Standing. But I'm saying that, but that's known now as being a conservative show. So. We'll okay. see if it goes back to – if it goes to being this type of Trump conservative show or is it just a show of conservative values. So where before his show might have talked about, hey, we all should have the right to have a gun. Right. Or um, I don't think that the government should be providing food stamps or assistance to people, which is more, more conservative – views, however, I don't necessarily find those views to be racist or misogynistic or offensive they're I assumptive. Just, they're assumptive mm. in in a
0: sense because when people talk about things like public assistance, the assumption is that they're the majority are African Americans or minorities when it's actually the opposite right
1: and but but how you word it like i'll put – i'm not on that edge, but like mm-hmm. you say uh when you bring it up, it's not necessarily made to be a trigger for it's not a race bait trigger
0: Mm. Uh,
1: initially maybe they can turn it into that but not as much as when Donald Trump is doing things now like you know with the national anthem that's a race that's he's triggering a race yeah
0: uh, because it goes directly towards these African American players who decided to protest by kneeling yeah
1: now that'll probably be, be a subject matter on one of those shows. But it's just to say when he had the previous show, it was conservative values but not necessarily... I didn't know if they were racist or, or again, misogynistic or nationalistic. They were just more conservative. But you know what? From but a, not necessarily offensive.
0: Right, but from a viewer standpoint, you get the feeling of exclusion or you get the feeling like, well, there may be something more to this when you don't see anybody else represented on the show, which kind of brings us back to when it's just an all-white cast uh, or an occasional, you know, you may have uh, an Asian or, you know, an African-American, whoever, maybe come through every now and again uh, in the background. But this is something that people were lauding, that they were appreciative of with Roseanne's show because it, it kind of went... In an opposite direction, it to, to the whole point that you were making about uh, Trump supporters or uh, middle America or the working class not just being—not being, not being the, the worst representation, where it's just about—it's uh, it's all negativity. But this was showing a much more diverse uh, representation. And
1: you think that possibly they could have found a way to continue that? I do. I mean— I think they could have kept the show on now it in an i and I'm not gonna say an ideal, but I'll say what I would have found incredibly interesting yeah. if they could have saved the show and then you know having Roseanne's character in a sense own these issues, but also you have to own the reaction and own that hatred, so you are forced to have a real dialogue versus you just have a you have these knee-jerk reactions, and so then we all shut down, and yes, we, we can say how this is deplorable, and then we, we cut everybody off. But we don't get to the why, we don't get to the rationale. We don't get to why someone would again, why someone would think that's acceptable. Uh, we don't see how they defend themselves mm. uh, in, in, in that setting. But you don't have to do it where it is in a PC way, where everybody's going to be hugging after each other at the end of the episode. You would have ramifications with family. I mean, in real life now, the election of Trump torn families apart because people could because people who felt that Trump's uh, message was based on race, on race baiting and, and um, prejudice. They, they could not come to grips with people who might say but he's going to get us jobs so that's torn real families apart I mean I'd like to see those I think if they were able to hit those sort of issues on the show it could have been a learning moment now the problem is you've got someone like a Roseanne who's going to she won't own up to what she did so she's going to blame everybody so then right. no matter what she does seems insincere but I felt they had a really talented cast they had a Talented writing staff. I mean, they—they've had some stalwarts in the film and television. You, the executive producer Bruce Helford. This is the second time around. He's been doing this for years and years and years. Uh, so he was with the original uh, Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes, a Comedy well-known, gold. yeah, African American lesbian married comedian with a child. Mm-hmm. I would love to see how she would address that. Uh, you've got, again, we're talking about Sarah Gilbert, the cast member, another uh, a very progressive lesbian who's on the air, who's, again, outspoken. Mm-hmm. And you've got Dan, uh, Dan Goodman. You've got uh, Lori Metcalf, just mm-hmm. incredibly talented actors. Lori Metcalf nominated Academy Award for Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got all these great people. And so I just, I think that they would be able to channel a nuance to make, to be able to keep a, ro- a horrible character like a Roseanne mm. on the air. And I'm not talking about Roseanne, and I mean a Roseanne Connor who would have said these things.
0: Let me say this. I think that we're talking about having uncomfortable conversations, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and, and sometimes people don't even know where to begin, with those types of conversations. Um, I, I mean, case in point, Radio Islam, right? Yeah. We, I don't think I've ever heard a conversation uh, on where where we've gotten into, we started talking about uh, sexuality and um, gender identity, mm-hmm. these types okay. of things, right? These are uncomfortable conversations um, for, for people uh, to get into. But I'll, I'll say this. I think that they the studio... Right, if ABC wanted to still have that conversation, they certainly could. They have the money. They make they make the decisions to greenlight whatever they've got access to talent. My problem is I don't I don't think that I should I should say my problem my position is I don't think the show deserved to go on, and for this for this main reason, um, the uh, African American women in general I would say are the least protected um one the least protected segment or demographic in the United States um there's no way and, and I'll I'll give you a few I give a few uh examples uh there was a African American grandmother about a month ago who was pulled out of her car by the police she's driving an Uber uh and you know there's all white policemen cussing at her and, and talking to her just talking down. She simply asked the question of them like you know what's going on or whatever and the mm-hmm. disrespect it was just ridiculous. Right, right. I go back a year maybe or so ago and there's a white a, not a white, uh, not account, a white um, sheriff from uh, I think it's California Highway Patrol mm-hmm. sitting on top of another grandmother right? this woman I believe in her 50s and he is punching her Right, we can go down down the list of of examples where offenses are 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 are, 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 are take place. There is there's there's nothing that happens. Um, and if this were a had Roseanne made these remarks about a Jewish woman, right, found some way to turn it around so that it 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 had some uh, insinuations on her her Jewish identity. It would it would not be a question. Matter of fact, it wouldn't. It would not have taken a day or whatever it is. I mean, I applaud ABC right. for canceling, right? But it would have been immediate, and she probably would not work again without issuing a a serious apology, owning up to that. Not just it was just a joke. Can't take a joke. So I think in standing up for uh for for African American women, uh for all women. Um particularly African Americans, I think that it was the right decision and and i'll add this i'll add this other piece on to have that conversation also means that there would have to be an admission of of guilt uh and that you have to take your medicine, so to speak you got to be willing to take the lumps that come with that
1: the, see that's the thing
0: and if and it's not true for her and it's not true for a good portion uh, of, of of the electorate who responded to that race baiting message, who didn't really care that Donald Trump had no experience in government, that he had never done anything philanthropic, uh, that he had not he he had not been a person who was given to service, that he was not somebody who had respected women, respected marriage, that he was not so many of the things uh, that he did not treat his employees properly or correctly, right? His people that were still suing him to get paid, workers that had worked on properties of his.
1: And and, and don't forget Trump University.
0: Yeah, and Trump <laughs> University, right? So you had all of, all of this evidence in front of you that Trump is not the person that he is pretending to be, that he is actually the monster from the swamp. Yeah. Uh, so, But they didn't care about that. They were more concerned about protecting what they felt was the unspoken privilege, that unspoken privilege that everybody else is getting in the way. Of of me having the life that I'm supposed to have, so they're not. So that section of the electorate is not willing to have that conversation. So I don't think that they would buy it from a person who's supposed to be representing them. I don't think that they would have accepted it.
1: No, I. Um, I mean, I see. Tough I can't really argue that because I doubt they would. But I guess I I look at it as again. Your points are all valid, and I, when I say this, I'm not trying to say I'm.
2: I don't want to
1: protect or – I mean, <laughs> because you said how African-American women are the least protected, and I'm not trying to – I'm not trying to refute that. But as far as just – I say historically. Okay. okay. Uh, but I was just saying ideally if there was a way to bring that show back – and I know nobody wants to bring that show back. Yeah. But if they were, I feel – it's. The issues become, you can't kick Roseanne off the show because she's created the character. So she has to be a part, just by law, she has to be part of it because the Connor family is based on characters created by Roseanne. So whenever you have that show come up, you'll see based on someone, based on characters by Roseanne Barr. And you would have wanted her to actually been uh, very... uh, Apologetic, Sincerely apologetic for her actions. And if she had said something like, all the proceeds, all my salary mm-hmm. will now go towards these things. You know, see, the thing you can't do is allow her to make money because that's the worst part about it. Right. Like, I'd like to see it go on and see something happens. But then the other part that it's like gut riching is man, every time that goes on, you're going to get creator salary, you're going to get the writing salary, you're going to get executive producer salary. So you're going to get your I'll get you million cut. bucks a week, no matter what. So I would want to make sure that if there's something written, that all that money goes to something. Then we could have a discussion to keeping the show off the air, because I think she's, well, I think that's part of the penance you need to pay. you got to do the show for free, and it's got to be more like a public service announcement. right? Like a long PSA, rather than a show. And then from there, you can have these real discussions. It, but, it would lose us, and, and I, I, but, I get what you're saying, and ideally, something
0: like that would would... Be of a benefit, but it would lose its authenticity or its perceived authenticity uh, as representing this uh, yeah. section of America that is not represented.
1: You see that, and that's and I guess that's that's the thing. It's it, that's why it's an ideal. That's sort of why it's a, a pie in the sky yeah. idea. But yes, it, it seems like you're being punished and you're made to do these things. But I was still thinking with people. The writers she had that were very smart, very uh, edgy, you know, Wanda Sykes or something like that. They might be able to craft it, but that it's just a far reach. But yeah. that's the only way you could do it. But as far as the network goes, as the reaction, I don't think that it was the wrong reaction. Mm-hmm. Just throwing out, were there different? Is there different? Yeah, different possibilities sure, sure. with it. But canceling. When pe- when people say there's a double standard because they had to cancel for that, uh, no, it's not a double standard.
0: So we're gonna get okay. So this is what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna get into this other double standard, the Samantha B. Uh, controversy. All right, Radio family, uh, we're on WCV 1450 AM. We'll be back in just a minute.
2: The nation's first daily live call-in talk radio show, produced by Muslims for the mainstream market. Radio Islam, on the air since 2004, because of your generosity. Radio Islam salutes its most valuable asset, you, our listener. From our producers to our interns, we appreciate your support. Thank you.
0: The Syrian Community Network with offices nationwide, serves its Chicago area clients from its north side location located at 5439 North Broadway. They provide housing, social services, education, basic human needs, and food security. The Syrian Community Network has Arabic speaking staff and is a partner organization of the Illinois Coalition for Immigrant and Refugee Rights. You can get more info by calling area code 872-806-0141 that's area code 872-806-0141 or by visiting their website at syriancommunitynetwork.org.
2: Hey America, we need to have a little talk. I don't know if you've noticed, but we got a lot of food in this country. A lot of peaches, a lot of corn, a lot of apples, a lot of everything. We've got so much food that we can't even eat it all. So if we got all this extra food, how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? I just don't get it. That's why the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks gathers surplus food and gets it to the hungry kids who need it. They can get you food, even if you live in Idaho or Alaska, or somewhere crazy like that. This isn't complicated. We got extra food, and we got hungry kids. Feeding America's done the math. Now it's your turn. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. I know you got internet on your phone, so what are you waiting for? We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: Back, welcome back to Radio Slime. This is your host, Tariq Alamine, and we are on WCEV 1450 AM streaming at WCEV1450.com. Remember, you can keep up with us on social media. Look for us at Radio Slime USA, and you can also check out those podcasts, uh, those episodes that you have missed out on. Same username at Radio Slime USA. So I am here with Bubba Murray, and we are we're doing movie talk, right? We're talking about things related to. To, uh to film and entertainment and we just got through talking about um, about Roseanne's tweet and the end of her show but now now we're gonna go ahead and jump into um, what was tried to be pre- they tried to present it as a uh, as an equal equal comparison uh Samantha B of her show is called full full frontal uh, she was one of the um, she had a long role uh, relationship with uh, the Daily Show under uh, with Jon Stewart, and then also she was on with Trevor Noah when he when he first came on, wasn't she? Uh, or did she leave before? He I think owned? she
1: left before him, but I, I think she went straight from uh,
0: Daily Show the to Daily Show to uh, to her eventually show, eventually getting her show. Okay, yeah. So she has she has her own show. Uh, very, uh, if you're a fan of hers, you know you you, you, you love her. Uh, I think she's tremendously talented. I, I think she's funny, uh, but anyway, what was tried to? Uh, They're they trying to present comments that she made. Um, we should play those. Can we play? Can we play the comment? All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a listen to the comments from Samantha B from her show Full Frontal.
2: Trump, who works at the White House, chose to post the second most oblivious tweet we've seen this week. You know, Ivanka, that's a beautiful photo of you and your child, but let me just say, one mother to another, do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless He listens to you. Put on something tight and low cut and tell your father to stop it. Tell him it was an Obama thing.
0: So, actually that last part where we faded out at, I think that was probably the, the Biggest one of the biggest parts of that, and she says, "Tell him, uh, tell him it's an Obama thing, and see how he how he responds to that." Uh, now, obviously, there there's some uh, some profane language, and it was uh, obviously bleeped out. But the backlash, the response to that, what do you think? Do you think that it was it was worthy? It was on the same level.
1: I, I think the backlash of Samantha B was so. Uh was contrived yeah. uh, by that right-wing side that wants to, again, just have their hat in that discussion. Right. Because there's a big difference between just being a mean girl and throwing out a racist joke that's going to reinforce generations of oppression and strips away your genu- genuine humanity. Yeah, And calling a black woman an ape Mm -hmm. Is a lot different than basically saying you're a you're a mean jerk. I mean, we can take away the vulgarity, but that's what Samantha B's comment is saying: stop being a jerk. Mm -hmm. If you take away, there is no vulgarity in um, Roseanne's comment, so she's saying you're an ape, right? And and none needed, right? so, So that's I mean that's really the issue. Someone swore, used an inappropriate word. Versus someone who used racist, hateful language. I should
0: say there's no profanity in Roseanne's tweet, but it was certainly vulgar. Yes. Yeah, certainly vulgar. So, um, yeah, and you know what? And I'm in agreement with you that I think that this is totally blown out of, um, I think, the fact that she's the president's daughter. That is, for some reason, we're looking—we don't have a royal family, but— we we've got a first family, and because she's the president's daughter, that it's looked at as she's supposed to be what she's 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 uh, she's off limits or she cannot be critiqued. And of course, the critique was it was well, a little harsh.
1: And what was interesting is the main argument with both uh, the Roseanne thing and this was that Trump didn't get an apology. He didn't even stand up for his daughter and didn't admonish the racist. Uh, Comments. It's just that where's his apology? So what did he the, want to
0: be? What did he want an apology for?
1: Well, he wanted an apology for being called nasty names by people in the media.
0: Isn't he the same one who called Hillary Clinton
1: a nasty woman?
0: Didn't he refer to her as a nasty one?
1: Well, he referred to a lot of people as a lot of nasty things. And so again, so there's a lot of hypocrisy coming from that end. Yeah. However, uh, yeah, it's again, but you, you cannot compare could just being mean mm-hmm. and being in an insult that has no lasting implication to something that is racially and hate motivated. And let's go beyond. Let's go beyond the uh, the,
0: the the vulgarity. Let's go beyond the, the insult and go to what was the point of um, of Samantha Bee's. That whole bit, what was the point of that? She was bring, trying to bring light to our immigration policy, which is tremendously punitive, it is tremendously cruel and thoughtless and separates families and is doing possibly doing irreparable damage
1: to children right and and what she was also doing is in calling out Ivanka. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in a vulgar way because also that, also that is her style. She is a vulgar, outspoken woman and that's her character that she plays on that show. Yeah. So she didn't say anything that was out of character that she wasn't or that her that that she really hadn't said before. But the idea was to point out that Ivanka Trump had posted a picture of her with her son in in the loving pose while at the same time uh her father's immigration policy are ripping children away from their parents uh they've lost almost 1500 children in the system mm-hmm. and and again she someone needs to do something about this because this is another shame that's going to be brought upon that administration and on our country and she used the vulgarity to get her attention i mean right. that that was the point to yeah. basically say hey wake up hey Hey, you knucklehead! Mm-hmm. Pay attention. So, but she didn't use a term like that. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so then the whole meaning of her or her message was lost. Right. Compare that to Roseanne's message, which Straight I don't to the know. Point. <laughs> Roseanne's message was just plain insanity. Yeah. Versus someone again trying to get a She's basically using satire to get across an important, uh, an important uh, issue. Like, how can you as a mother? how can this reality
0: how can think the state of affairs right now not impact you and how can you be in the position that you're in where you have the president's ear right this is your father right you have
1: access that no one else has how can you not address this and see the 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 sad thing is it almost worked because like I don't I didn't find her insult it was inappropriate as far as all of her language is inappropriate, yeah. but it wasn't hateful the way they're trying to, to, uh, to spin it. However, I wish most of this continued dialogue uh, did focus on the topic that she was bringing up. Now, at least maybe it has helped. Maybe people have to qualify her comment all the time by saying, you know she's talking about Trump's immigration policy. Right. And if that's brought up more every time they have a comment on this, then I think that's a great thing. Yeah. You know, be, be, can't compare it to Roseanne. Whatever her underlying mes- message is, you don't have to qualify her comment by saying, "Oh, yeah." And Roseanne wanted to state that she was looking for equal rights. For, she wasn't saying any of that. Yeah, the underlying message of Roseanne's message or of Roseanne's comment was that Valerie Jarrett is less than human. The underlying message of Samantha Bee's is, "We've got to fix our immigration policy." You know what? There's
0: something else that I also recognize as a man, right? African American man. I was more impacted by the statement um, uh, towards Valerie Jarrett yep. as an African American that registered with me. That ho- that whole history of of us being depicted um, as as less than. Well, yeah. That it was just encapsulated in that tweet. But also, as a man, I also recognize that the insult that was used by Samantha B is one that first of all is not really used uh culturally for the most part at least not in the in the midwest or in the south that i know of where that's not a that's not a word that is used towards women um the one that Samantha B used that's not something that i've seen used among an uh, african american communities that particular word uh but it has a whole lot of if you're talking to uh, uh to, to white women mm-hmm. that is a word that you know you'll get punched in the nose um for, for using that word so i want to i want to reserve a little bit you know in, in my my response to it i'm responding as a man i recognize that um and so i'm inter- i'm interested to know how women feel about that did they feel as um did they feel as the insulted outrage? or outraged
1: because she used this word. I mean, it's coming from another woman. And I'm also curious, like, on that note, I'd, I'd still like to compare the two. Yeah. Because you have two women attacking other women. Right. So the same way you feel, as you said, as as a male, someone calls calls you out of your species. Right. How how do other women feel about what Roseanne said to Valerie Jarrett? The same way, how do they feel about Samantha B saying that to Ivanka? That's
0: Trump. a good question. Um, That's a very good because question.
1: Because... Because the reality is if you're not – if you're not representing someone else and you are behind closed doors and you're with your friends, Mm -hmm. sometimes you are allowed to say certain things. You're allowed to push an envelope because it's all within friends. Right. I think sometimes people who are on television, they – because they're in people's houses all the time, we see them so much they almost become part of the background – Maybe they feel they can get away with certain things. They've so got
0: three hundred million friends, right? So maybe yeah.
1: Samantha B feels she can say certain things because these are all her buddies, all the ones that they're watching her because they like that she says those things. Yeah. Uh, the same way with the Roseanne. So I'm curious, as you said, what, how other people feel about that, especially it being women attacking other women yeah. with these vul- with these vulgar.
0: So Radio Islam family, uh, our, our, our um, women listeners, we would love to hear from you. Uh, let us know what you think. Were you outraged? Uh, were you offended? Were you insulted by either remark, by Roseanne's remark or by Samantha B's remark? And also, I think the important thing is because this administration and this thinking, this whole machine is master at misdirection. so we didn't even we didn't even get to have the real conversation like I said about immigration. We're talking just about the delivery of the of the critique. And that in itself is just a way to maintain status quo, to keep doing what they've been doing. go
2: like Facebook,
0: Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Go to Facebook. Go to Facebook. Go to Twitter. You'll find us at Radio Slime USA. Um, hmm? Don't call us. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't call us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is a recording. <laughs> I say again, this is a recording. But no, yeah. Go to Facebook uh, or Twitter and let us know what you think, because uh, we are certainly uh, interested. Um, it's it's three dudes sitting sitting around the table right now, um, and we don't want to, you know, we we want to hear what what you think, right? Um, I don't want to just simply rest on, you know, I got I got four sisters, I got three daughters, I got a wife, right? But this, I'm not a woman. This is a,
1: a, a woman, mansplain right? free zone. Right? It is
0: a mansplain free zone. Thank you very much, Bubba. We appreciate that. <laughs> 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 we just had Arya come in, and she's looking over you. <laughs> um so actually, so what we're talking about, so I'm all right, so look radio on family, I'm gonna get Aria up to speed, so if she wants to come over and give her two cents, um we're gonna welcome her to do so. We're talking about the comments that were made by uh the tweet by Roseanne Barr um against versus Valerie Jarrett versus Samantha B's comment uh to Trump. about yeah, about Ivanka Trump and how these things have been there's this false equivalent equivalency that has been created between the damage of the two and saying that her show should be canceled just like Roseanne's show was canceled. And we're saying, no, that doesn't make any sense. These are way two two way different things. So did you want, you want to jump in? You want to give us a woman's perspective on this real quick? No, you just represent yes, Arya. You
1: are representing every woman. In the every world. woman out there, I represent.
0: Come on over here. Come on over here. and, and, and grab, grab a mic. Okay. So we're gonna have we're joined by Aria Siddiqui. She's gonna go ahead and um, and break it down. She's representing all of you. No, no, just just you. Go ahead. What, what do you What do you think?
3: Well, as a representative for all women out there, um, I would like to say first shout out to my mom. Um, no, I'm just kidding. So um, personally, I think both comments were in bad taste, and I agree with Roseanne's show getting cancelled, but I think there's a lot more to Roseanne's show getting cancelled than just that comment. She had a history of just blatant disregard to, like, common Americans, as well as um, who the comment was made against. Um,
0: Valerie J. Yes, thank you. Yes. Mm
3: -hmm. Um, And I can't really speak on Samantha B.'s comment as much, Okay. Because of my own personal biases, but I also agree that that was equally in bad taste. But for me personally, I think Roseanne's comment was worse. That is my diplomatic well, let me, answer.
0: Let me throw this back to you. Yeah, because Samantha B was her comment about or bringing up Ivanka Trump was to shed light on our immigration policy, was to shed light on the the horror that these uh, that that these children, Are living with. Uh, Bubba, you mentioned earlier, right, the status, what, 1,500?
1: About 1,500 kids have lost lost in the
3: system. I mean, no, they're not the same type of statement, but at the same time, I would, in any other context, I would say using the C word to describe a woman is probably one of the worst things you can do, but what's worse than that is equating another woman to an animalistic feature. And I'm pretty sure that's what Roseanne did, right? Yeah. She called, yeah. And I think that's way worse um, than being called a C word. Okay, but- so
0: now I've got another question, and I'm going to have to just walk around and asking uh, women of different uh, ethnicities and, and uh, social classes and all this kind of stuff. Who is offended by the C word? Because that's not even a word. Like, growing up, never even heard it. Didn't hear it until, so, I mean, in African-American communities for the most part, that's, that's not a word we don't we don't even use that word so to I think hear that like,
3: kind of speaks to how bad that word is right because you don't even no, hear it no no okay. no no
0: there are different words that are used right I mean no it's not a there's certainly uh when people want to make it their business to try to to denigrate a woman there's there there are words that are associated with that I think I guess in every mm-hmm. um, language or culture group whatever there are words that are meant to you know tear people down that just is not one of them uh from from it's from not my commonly experience used yeah
3: insult. i mean it's not a commonly used insult period like i remember the first time i heard it i was like huh what's that and i had, it was in like high school and i had to be like told what it was yeah. and i just i think i thought it wasn't used because it was so bad but like that, that, that is was for like women. Yeah, that was like the nuclear bomb that you dropped if you wanted to like end all relationships with that person. That's what I thought it was, but I guess I can I see your point where it's just like it's just not a well enough used. Well, word. But,
1: but, I, but but that's what is prompting the question, right? Yeah. Right?
0: Because we, as men, we have a, a certain pr- uh, perspective, and even even though my own history tells me one thing, there can be women. Who are right beside me And they may see it completely differently So Yeah so that's why we want, want to Get your two cents
3: Yeah speaking for all women I think the C word <laughs> is the nuclear bomb Like okay. it's actually uh-huh. it's worse I don't know what's worse <clears throat> than the nuclear bomb In weapon it terminology It used to be the It's like the, the B beam word that oh. Back in the uh-huh. day
0: If you if you use that But that has been totally That's so
3: like desensitized to it Like you, that's how you say hi now Sometimes But, yeah, the C word is, like, that little laser beam that killed the Death Star. Like, that's the impact. Like, it just, whoosh, explosion. Yeah. Okay. But what's worse than that is somebody calling you a monkey. And I think that's worse. Oh, yeah. Because that is just cruel.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we we thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. You're welcome. Appreciate it. (laughs) Okay. uh, Well, it's been a good conversation. Uh, as always yes and the hour has uh has escaped us so we hope that you have uh have enjoyed the conversation and uh we urge you again we'd love to hear your thoughts on this on the whole thing right uh i like uh bub what you said it's a plane free zone i like that right so we're open to all all perspectives uh to hear what you have to say hit us at at radio slime usa on facebook uh, twitter uh, if you want to send us a picture, send it on Instagram at Radio Islam USA. Okay, uh, that is it for us today. Thank you all. Yes, and uh, we want to go ahead and thank our engineers over at WCEV. Uh, this is a recorded program, so if it's Leonard or Ramon, or, or is Gus still over there? Or Gus? We thank all of you, just as a group. Uh, we thank our engineer in studio, the impressive one, assistant producer, Ibrahim Bey. Uh I'm your host, uh, producer, Tariq al Joined, of course, By Bubba Murray. And we want to thank our executive producer, Abdul Malik Mujahid. And we thank Arya, Arya Siddiqui, for coming in and joining us for a moment. And with that, we're going to go ahead and leave you guys as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.